Welcome to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. Yo, y'all! Y'all don't know what day it is, even though you know when we're having this conversation, it is election day, and you know I am fired up because we're talking about faith. But man, I just had to say it's election day right now, and I'm excited because there's a lot of things that are about to transpire that people are about to be shook right now. So if you if you hear some excitement in my voice right now, it's because this is the day that we're talking about. See, this is the day. This is the day that we're talking about faith, how to apply it, uh, uh, episode five. Uh, and you know, it's an honor and privilege. It really is, without question. It's an honor and privilege that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey that we call life and those of you. Come on now, those of you joining us for the very first time in this conversation, let me just say welcome. I don't take that lightly at all. Listen, you could be doing anything. Hey, like I told you, it's election day right now. You could be out voting. You're probably filling out your ballot. You said, listen, I'm going to rock the vote. My voice matters. It counts. Yeah, you're doing all that right now. Trying to figure out if I'm going blue, if I'm going red. I get it. You could be doing a whole bunch of things right now, but you decided to join this conversation. And I want to say I appreciate you. And let me tell you what this is a day is all about. We discuss various topics here that the church body does not talk about on the Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel or believe without judgment will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinions are not valid. And we can have an honest and free conversation here on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade. Man, you know we have some crazy times right now. You're talking about times of uncertainty right now. Listen, many people are experiencing various challenges. You know that COVID's out there, quote unquote. You know I'm doing my bunny quotes in the air, that COVID uh, they, that they keep talking about, which is the renamed flu is out there. Don't get me started on that. Uh, we got the social unrest, social uncertainty, this matter, that matters, this, uh, all that matters. It all matters. Uh, we got all of that. And then, like I said, this is election day. We got that going on right now. We got people believing that uh, uh, both parties are different when they both are the same and serve the same master. And then when you talk about challenges affecting our faith, uh, we got doubt creeping in. Uh, you may feel paralyzed and, and cannot move. Uh, we got to go back to the basics, y'all, of how to apply faith. You know, the church, we always talk about, use your faith. Faith, size of mustard seeds, you can move mountains. Yeah, but, but how, what does that mean? And so we need to get back to the basics of faith, uh, no matter where you are in your faith walk, uh, whether you have no faith at all, uh, whether you have faith of the size of a mustard seed, or whether you have faith the size of a watermelon, there is always room for growth. Listen, if you haven't listened to our other episodes, 
because this is episode five. So uh, you need to go back and listen to episodes uh, one through uh, four, uh, especially in this series. And then go back all the way. We, we've done uh, many different conversations. Uh, when we talk about end times, we've already done that. And we're going to do some more of that as well. We also talked about the 10 principles for a successful relationship. Uh, definitely go through those. That You'll love that series. That'll help you in any relationship, personal, business. Anything. It does intimate. It'll help you with all your relationships. Then also, uh, we went into how to treat one another based on the 59 one another's that are in the Bible, because, you know, that's really what's missing right now as well. And now, since we know how to treat one another, now we're rolling into how to apply your faith. So I usually do a review with the other conversations, you know, but you just need to go back and listen to it because there's so much information. And, you know, listen, some people, I took advice of some people, especially the producer of our conversation. He said, listen, man, stop giving them too much. I'm giving them bucket. You give them a bucket full, man. You need to give them a, a cup. You're just hitting them with jabs and, and power punches and give a little bit of time. So I took his advice. I said, listen, and some of you also on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D have also uh, said different things like that. Like, what did you mean by this? What did you say by that? So I hear you. Trust me. I get, I accept feedback. It doesn't matter whether it's good or bad. Listen, they're always root for growth. Uh, I don't take anything personally because it's really about moving you from one place to another, getting you from where you are to where God wants you to be. And ladies and gentlemen, come on now. We got to get into it now. For those of us joining us for the very first time, listen, we always say, Make sure your seat and trade tables are in the lock and upright position. If you feel any turbulence on this flight, that means God is shaking at the very root of something that does not need to belong on this plane. And if you listen in with somebody right now, which I pray that you are, look to your neighbor and say, you ready? Look back at them and say, I'm ready. Then let's go. We're going to talk about today about faith and doubt part two, y'all. Listen, I know we ain't supposed to be talking about doubt. You know, I know, you know, especially in the church, you know, uh, nobody wants to admit they have some kind of doubts and how to deal with that. So we're going to deal for the next three, uh, four episodes on how to deal with that. Uh, So, you know, you got to understand how can one overcome the fears, worries, hurts and doubts of life and have more faith? Well, let's look at uh, Matthew 14, uh, 31. And just for those that want uh, to know about the different scriptures uh, that we're going to be going through, because, you know, I like to keep stuff in context. And I tell you all the time, listen, no matter what church you go to, if you don't go to church, if you do go to church. Listen. Always remember when you're looking at the Bible, make sure whoever is teaching you or if it's a Bible study, whatever, keep things in context, as in context, like C-O-N-T-E-X-T. Because if you take the word text out of the word context, all you are left with is a con and we do not con people here. We keep things in context. So three of the scriptures that we're going to use today are Matthew 14, 31. Uh, uh, actually, it's going to be Matthew 14, uh, 24 through 36. Also, John 6, 16 through 24. And also, we're going to use James 1, 5 through 8. But let's look at Matthew 14, 31 real quick. And it says, and I'll read it to you. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and said, you of little faith. He said, why did you doubt Listen, listen, that's a tough thing right there. It says we have three passages here 
that deal with storms, being tossed in the sea of life. Because it's really talking about when my man Peter walked on water. You know, he gave Jesus the gift of faith, and Jesus gave him the gift. Not only did he receive his faith, but he gave him the gift to be just like him. But here's the thing. Once he started to walk uh, on water, and listen, you know, he looking, keeping his eyes on the Lord. Next thing you know, once the winds, you know, once those distractions Ah, oh, don't get me started. The winds and the distractions come. You know, you start stop keeping your eyes off on Jesus. You know, once the news start telling you about COVID, oh, I'm sorry. Once Dr. Fauci start telling, uh oh. Once CNBC, once this, once that, once your cousin tell you that it uh, two or three it affects black people two or three more times, you run with it. Don't have no evidence whatsoever. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say the wrong? Thing. You know, once all those distractions come and you know you're moving forward to where God wants you to be, what happens? You start looking at all those distractions, listening to all those distractions, and then the next thing you know, you are sinking and then you're asking God to come save you. So here we have three passages that deal with the storms, being tossed in the sea of life and confusion, dealing with issues of faith and doubt before a loving God who rescues us. After Jesus was interrupted from uh, his needed rest, y'all remember that? Remember he was sleeping uh, and then uh, the storm hit. He's sleeping. All other disciples on the boat was all, oh my God, what are we gonna do? Jesus, we gonna die. Wait a minute, the Lord is in the boat and they think they're going to sink and die because he, he there and they scared. I'm just saying, but they was looking at the storm and distraction. So you have Peter when he walked up, uh, on water with Jesus. You also have when the disciples were in the boat uh, and they were traveling. Jesus was asleep, just chilling, you know, getting his nap on, you know, got to get this body a little rest. And then the storm hit. Next thing you know, everybody went panic. They start ringing the bell. You know, when a cruise ship trying, uh, they're about to hit an iceberg or something or, or it's about to go down and the bells and whistles start. They was doing all of that. And like, Jesus, wake up. They did all that, started to fear and had the Lord there with them. Understand these issues of faith and doubt before loving God who rescues us. After Jesus was interrupted from his needed rest and went to minister to over 5,000 families, teaching and feeding them, he sent them to continue their lives and put into practice what they had learned. We are not told what the long-term effects were on those people who were so eager to find and follow Jesus and be fed by him. Did their lives change? We don't know. Did uh, they become Christians after Jesus' resurrections or adding to the church? Or did they just go back uh, to the lives with a great story to tell, uh, but with no impact, no application, and no real meaning? We don't know. But in faith, we believe, though. Uh, we also, Jesus didn't return to his, uh, his rest and his much-needed uh, solitude with the Father. He sent the disciples across uh, the lake. Uh, he would make his way to them later. Then a storm hit. Understand this, y'all. This is free. This is the thing about it. They had just failed the 5,000 people. And the interesting part about that is then he went to go pray because he really knew what the other miracle that was about to come because he was about to teach them a lesson on when the storm hits to keep their eye on him. And who's going to believe and who's going to really remember the word that they had inside him? Because, you know, remember all the disciples had the same word, been around Jesus all at the same time, but only one out of 12 remembered the word and actually applied the word or applied their faith. 
So what happens is he went to go uh, uh, pray. And you got to understand, Sue, when, when you do something miraculous, especially when you talk about touching other people and being that difference maker, that impact player, you better understand that a storm is coming your way and you are, should not be getting distracted. But it's going to take you to how to apply your faith or exercise your faith to get through the storm. Then the storm came to upset their will and faith. And just as we face in our lives today, the question now becomes is, is will we learn and grow from it or be turn or turned back by it? Will our lives be character driven uh, and where we glorify in Christ or will we be splashed to anger and bitterness? Understand this. Now watch this. We need to recognize that we live in a sin-infested world, y'all. Come on, man. Listen, there's sin-infested. Ooh, Jesus, that's the virus right now. It's sin. That, forget the, the, the corona, the renamed flu. That's the virus. Hatred and division is the virus right now. Putting people on mute that won't use their praise uh, mechanism, which is their mouth, because it's covered with a mat. Don't get me started, y'all. Listen, there's so much going on right now. Uh, that is way more of a killer than COVID could ever be. And right now, the church won't even exercise their faith right now. The church is scared. And people are looking at the world and looking at the church and going, well, wait a minute, there really is no difference. I might as well stay out here in the world and be free. Because I'm telling y'all right now, if they try to tell me, oh, you got to wear a mask to come to church, Wade Scarborough is not coming. It, just not going to do it. Or if I do come, it will not be with a mask and you're going to have to kick me out. I'm just telling you right there. You're going to have to kick me out because it's not going to happen because who the sun sets free is free indeed. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Listen, you can let people come in that want to wear a mask. They can do that all they want to. That's for them. But you're going to have to let the people come in the house of the Lord, quote unquote, and be free. I'm just saying I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> I know I told you I was on one on one today. I told you I was fired up. Today, I got a lot to say. We got a lot to talk about, y'all, because, listen, y'all got a lot of feelings and emotions out there. And, you know, uh, the, the church ain't really talking right now. And, you know, uh, you listening more to your cousin and them and TT and them. And you listening more to the news and stuff like that. Man, I'm just telling you, man, I just had a I just did a Bible study last week. And then also I had a fellowship with my brothers and, and stuff like that. And do you know, I've had more church in the last two weeks than I've had probably in the last five years because of the fellowship, that ironing, sharpening iron. Here's the thing about ironing, sharpening iron. This is why social distancing does not work. This is how when you're talking about applying your faith, you have if the iron sharpens iron, that means we have to be touching each other. How else are the blades going to be sharp? But if and, and it can't be sharpened over Zoom. Uh, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. I, I digress. Let us continue. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Let us continue about how to apply faith because this is all relevant. Remember this. We're in a sin-infested world that gives birth to our storms. Life is not perfect and is certainty not fair. Life rarely seems uh, to make sense, yet also uh, need to realize uh, we do indeed have a God who is there and who cares. Understand that we as disciples of Christ, 
I don't like to use Christians, y'all, because, you know, Christians is a slang term. You know, that's like calling a black person the N-word because that's what the Pharisees, scribes, and them, they called uh, the people that follow Jesus Christians because of Christ. They, they are them Christians over there, them ends over there. No, 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 no. We are disciples of Jesus. Also, we also need to know that in our journey of life, storms will come as storms always do. There's no way of getting around it, folks. Listen, y'all, if you talk about what you, you think you're going to have a stormless night life, that's not going to happen. So you need to get that out your mind. And somebody religious right now, well, don't speak that over my life. Well, you know, praise the Lord. There's no way uh, there will always be seed time and harvest. There will always uh, be storms. But here's the thing about storms. They always have to come to an end, just like seasons always have to come to an end. Either you are in a storm or coming out of a storm, in the middle of the eye of a storm, or surrounded by a storm, or even when you're not seeing it. Listen, there's a storm either coming, you're in the middle of it, or you just got out of one. Listen, there's no way getting around it. Don't get mad at me. I'm only a messenger. Don't get mad at me. Understand this, we will all experience rough times, either because of our disobedience or because of the effect of the misdeeds of others on us. Since most of, of humanity is interconnected by just two or three degrees of separation, all actions and decisions affect others, either for the good or for the bad. But even in the storms of bad choices and sin or the fallout from others, Jesus is the one who takes us to shore. Got to remember, when you talk about applying your faith, is what does we have faith in? See, a lot of bad teaching is we have faith in the things of the stuff. Well, I'm going to move these mountains so I can get this gig. I'm going to move these mountains so I, I get my album out there. I'm going to move these mountains so I can get this job or whatever. No. Our hope and our faith is in God. Because God has already given us the power to get wealth to establish the covenant. But that's why we really try to get money, because we're supposed to be doing it to establish the covenant. But we forget that part. We're trying to establish our life. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm going to leave that alone. We just want to establish our life and don't establish the covenant. That's why usually uh, the church can't really get any help financially. But don't get me started, too, about sometimes, you know, the church does misappropriate funds. And, uh, you know, sometimes we concentrate on the wrong things uh, in church or doing in church. I mean, there's a lot on both sides. We're not saying we're off message as far as a body of Christ. We are. We, we, we are so off message. Church is so off message right now. And, and you can tell right now. You know, when even when you talk about be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the ruling you and I. But the, the right now, the, the church is conformed to the world. That's the biggest problem right now. There is no difference between the church and the world. The world said, hey, pack up. There's something deadly out there. Y'all need to pack up. And, you know, no, no gathering whatsoever. Church went, okay. <laughs> okay, whatever y'all say, <laughs> except for some. And some people are calling my man John MacArthur, which I don't agree with everything John MacArthur says or does. But on this uh, issue, I do. He says, well, OK, well, I don't know why we're doing all that. And basically, uh, he uh, started to have, as I tell you all the time, he was having service filming online. But people started to come on their own volition. But he didn't take people's freedom away. And the church right now is even taking people's freedom away. Do you know I just did a Bible study that I just told you about? And I only asked a question in the Bible study to start it off. And I only asked a question because I saw other, I saw bishops and stuff like this, ask men and uh, other pastors and stuff, is the church relevant? And I said, why are you asking them? They don't know. Because look, they, of course they go, 
most of them go probably say, oh, yeah, the church is relevant. Oh, we're doing this, doing that. I asked the congregation, regular people, about 12 people. I, I started the Bible study. I said, listen, let, before we start this, uh, let me ask you all a question. Is the church relevant at this time? During this time of crisis, social unrest, COVID, all that. Do you know all 12 people said no? No. Not even one said, yeah, kind of. No. It was an emphatic no. And they all said why and all shared the common thing. They said, one, we can't even touch people. And two, they said the church is not really reaching out. And then three, they said we should be leading the forefront. And why is the church scared? I'm just saying, this is what the people said. This is not what Wade Scarborough said. This is what the people said. So I'm just saying, when you talk about this thing called faith and exercising, this is the time where we as the church are supposed to be utilizing our faith. And we, are miss we have dropped the ball, without question. We have dropped the ball. We are, we are missing the boat on this one. And what's happened is uh, once all this blows over after the election, which I feel by the time January come around, we'll be straight uh, and we'll just go back to the renamed flu and uh, everybody really forget about it. Then uh, what happened is a lot of churches are going to have to start all over because now people are waking up. People are going, when? Where is my ministry? Where is the church? Where? Why, you haven't reached out to me. You haven't talked to me. Then you haven't really done nothing during this time. You haven't really equipped me for when a time like this happens. And that's where we're missing the ball. We haven't been helping people transform. We just want people to come to church, dance, shout, and scream, give their money. Oh, man, I am so much trouble right now. But listen, y'all, it is what it is. If we don't want to talk about the truth, we don't have to. But these are the things that are, are going on right now. Listen, I'm talking to several people in ministry right now, going to my church, going to other church right now. And they all say the same things. I mean, people are get, are Zoomed out, tired of looking at church online, stuff like that. They want to gather. And so now... We're going really actually going back to what really church is. People are starting to gather uh, amongst themselves with other people like believers, like minded people. That's how church should be done, because people are the church, not the building. But I'm going to go get in trouble for that. But it is what it is. Understand this during our, our, our journey and the tyranny of life's urgent matters. We will have times of waiting and confusion when nothing seems to happen mixed in with times where people and pressure uh, converge, creating stress that we may never have faced before. We end up thinking that Jesus has left us as the disciples must have felt at times when Jesus went away to pray. After the feeding of the multitude, Jesus took a break. As they waited, they wondered what was going on. Where is he? They're like, where is God? You know, like we do in our life, where is God at? Where could he have been? Why was he not helping in this crisis? You know, have you ever said that too? You know, you're going through some stuff and you're like, where is God kind of like now? What are we going through in this world? Everybody want to know where God is. God is in the middle of this thing. If you just look. But he's the thing, not only is he in the middle of it, he's on the move. You sitting here waiting on God and you're not even looking out and seeing and using your faith and seeing that God is moving all through this thing. You know why? Because we're looking through Zoom, everything else, and God is out there moving. People are afraid to even come out the house. Are you serious right now? There's a guy on ESPN, Tony Kornheiser. He does a show and he's been doing it in his attic for the last few months. And he admitted on national television, TV, I'm terrified to come outside. I'm terrified. I'm doing the show right now. I ain't moving. I felt so bad for him. I had to pray for him because I was like, bro, it's not like that out here. But guess what? He's convinced in his mind. He believes what uh, uh, the world says. But this is what happens when you don't exercise your faith. That's why you got to have to have a belief system. You're going to have to believe in something one way or another. 
And you need to better understand if you're not a believer and you listen to this, if you don't understand that there is a God, you, you better find out. Because if you think uh, uh, we are the top of the few chain as far as human beings, uh, you're sadly mistaken. I mean, you can call them the universe. You can call them whatever you want to. There is a God overall without question. These are the facts and they are undisputed. Understand this. When there's the pressure to converge, uh, creating stress that we may never have faced before, we end up thinking that Jesus has left us, like we said. We also think that why is he not helping us in this crisis? There had been such a high point, uh, a great happening that could not be explained, an unsolved problem, uh, unsolved problem solved. Yet there come a storm, a great storm of stress while a storm of weather also sought to consume them as they crossed the lake. Understand this, they faced a great physical as well as a faith challenge. So you understand a storm, the storm also is going to be something that is physical that you're going to deal with. But then also it's a spiritual thing happening as well, because that faith that you're going to exercise or you should be exercising is going to be challenged as well at the same time. Understand that the disciples must have uh, uh, wondered what had happened they may have expected more miracles the start of a new epic and age and a great kingdom which was yet to come uh they went quickly from a high point to such a low point mentally think about it think about and you want to know how that compares they went from such a high they was feeding five thousand people and then all of a sudden they hit they're right into a storm think about what happened uh during this year of 2020 we had just said happy new year and then all of a sudden, boom, we lost uh, the late, the late great Kobe Bryant. Then the next thing you know, we roll right into uh, quarantine, coronavirus. So we, listen, we was on a high, happy new year, resolutions. We, hey, we about to do our thing. This is my year, 2020. Everybody doing praise dances. Listen, was ready to go. Boom, here comes the storm that people were not ready for. And then guess what? You're at a low point now, spiritually and physically, both in geography. You know, it don't matter where you were. Everybody was affected in the measures of success in life, ministry like many of us today. It seems that when Jesus sent them from mountaintop experience of joy into a major storm uh, from fame to the threat of danger. So this is what happened. And you can look that up in Matthew 14, 24 to 36 and John 6, 16 through 24. So here at one moment, you're at the mountaintop, you're doing your thing and then God is moving. And then next thing you know, he throw you from the mountaintop right into a storm. And then guess what? We don't know how to handle it because it seems like when he throws us from the mountaintop right into the storm, the next thing that happened is we forget everything that he taught us. And when I've preached this several times, the first thing I, I always tell people is what what happens is the, the disciples forgot about the original agreement. Jesus said, go on, I'll see you on the other side. Jesus was never coming for them in the boat in the midst of the storm. Jesus was coming to walk through the valley, through the storm, and they were supposed to follow him to the other side so we could all celebrate together. That is the whole purpose of that, but you had to exercise your faith. We should be talking about how 12 disciples got out the boat and followed Jesus to the other side, and we should be talking about this empty boat in the middle of the water. See, y'all, listen, y'all, y'all want this. Man, are y'all still my friend? Come on, man. Go. Can somebody give me, show me some love? 
go to Real Pastor Wade right now. Just just show me some love on my Facebook, Instagram stories, uh, uh, or Twitter. Real Pastor Wade. Wade is spelled W-I-D. Show me some love right now. Listen, am I on track? Just say, hey, Wade. Hey, Pastor Wade, you on track. Or if I'm not on track, say, hey, Pastor Wade, I think you're way off. Listen, I'll accept both. Just show me some love right now because, listen, it's tough right now. You know, when you talk about how to apply, to really apply your faith, you know, being you going you at the mountaintop on one end and then you get thrown in the storm on another end. And then in between from the mountaintop to the successes and everything God told you, he throw you in the storm and you forget everything in between in between. By the time you get to the story, everything God said, all his promises, everything, you forget everything. You forget how to exercise your faith. That's why one out of 12 got out of the boat. One out of 12. That should show you right there. Uh, uh, that is a microcosm right now of, of church, of people that really get it. One out of 12. One out of 12 people in a ministry. It could be a thousand people. So just keep going. One out of 12, keep picking that one person. Count another 12, pick one person. Count another 12, pick one person. And this is what you'll be able to see what how many people really apply their faith. Uh-oh. Somebody going to get mad at me. Mm, I feel it. Then also understand this. In the middle of a dark night, this storm came up abruptly to toss the lake to such a magnitude that it frightened even the sea-hardened fishermen. These are fishermen, y'all, in the middle of the storm that know about water. They know about the dynamics of water. They know about fish. They know about all that. These dudes are scared. Then Jesus went to uh, rescue to came to the rescue of the disciples, cutting through the storm, and literally walked on water to them. The disciples were astonished, seeming to have forgotten the impossible nature of their teacher, even after a magnificent miracle, then once again left out faith and trust and only saw their situations. How many people right now are looking at their situation? Everybody's in a situationship right now. Everybody's looking at their situation versus looking at God in the eye of the storm. If you ever wanted to experience God on a whole nother level, if you ever wanted to see God right now, right now, look for him in the middle of this storm. And, and listen. Stop. I ain't even going to say it, but just really look for him right now. I'm telling you, he's moving. And all you got to do is really apply your faith. Use your faith eye to be able to see him moving. Then you got to understand this. They realized for a time that this was someone uh, to be feared and worshiped. A fact we sometimes miss in our storm tossed season. When all seemed lost, Jesus came. He literally walked on water to them in the midst of a storm that had them stuck in the middle of a lake, perhaps even facing death. We all face fame and joy. We also face threats and perils. And when it seems that no one cares or is looking, Jesus will come. Yet, did he ever leave? No. Just because Jesus ascended, whether you believe in him or not, he did die for you right now. Anybody that's listening, he did die for you. Yes, the one that's talking about, well, I don't know Jesus. Well, he know you. He did die for you. All you got to do is accept him. And uh, trust me, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died for you, I'm telling you, uh, uh, he, you you'll be able to accept him and experience him on a whole nother level. So he died for you. That person is just like, oh, not for me. Yes, for you. So what happens is Jesus, just because he died, rose uh, on that third day and then ascended into heaven after the 40 days he spent uh, with the disciples for the last time. He has still been here 
because he sent the comforter, the counselor back, the Holy Spirit, which is also our, our guide that is here to help us. Yes, you too. Even if you haven't accepted the Holy Spirit, yes, you too. Because if you're feeling a tugging, a pulling right now, that's God trying to draw you right now. Oh boy, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a believer, that means God is drawing you right now. You didn't stumble upon this uh, 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 conversation just uh, not to hear about who God is for you, who Jesus is for you. Yes, I'm talking to you right there, right now that is listening. Yes, this is for you. Understand God, Jesus never left us. We have to see that Jesus does not leave or forsake us. He never left. He is here, always here, even when it's hard to see him. You can find that in Isaiah 43, one through five. We all need to be rescued. And the great news is that our Lord Jesus cuts through life's obstacles and, miraculous inter and miraculously intervenes in the storms of life. He is here and he says to us, it is I, do not be afraid because of our Christian faith. We have Jesus who rescues us. We have to see that have been saved from our sins because of Jesus. He reaches out to us and all we need to do is respond. Kind of like Peter did. Peter just responded to him. Peter just said, Lord, if it's you, you tell me to come. Jesus said, come. And he responded. See, this is what we got to do is respond in the time of, of this crisis, in the time of social unjustice, in the time of an election. It's time to respond. Everybody has just been reacting up to this point. If I hear one more church person say anything about voting a candidate, anything like that, that is not church business. We should not be promoting uh, candidates at all. We should not be talking about an election. We should not be talking about voting whatsoever. Church and state does not mix. We need to get people saved. We need to get people transformed with power. Oh my goodness. I'm in trouble. I think I am. But you know what? It's okay. Jesus is also telling us, don't be afraid because we have a promise of God as well as freedom uh, from fear as our Lord, our partner in life and faith. This also means to keep the faith, keep it going. Hang in there, y'all. I'm just telling you, step up and don't give up. This was a great comfort for people who were thinking of leaving the church in the early days of the first persecutions and for us uh, in our confusing times. Our confidence, this is where our faith lies, is in Jesus and not in situations or fears. So we need to encourage one another not to be afraid, to put our confidence and trust in the Lord. Listen, you can find that in Deuteronomy 31, 68, Joshua 1, 5 and 2, 2 Chronicles uh, 15 and 2, Isaiah 10 and 24, 12 and 2, uh, Jeremiah 30 and 10, Psalms 27 and 1, uh, Psalms 37 and 28, Psalms 56 and 11, Psalms 118 and 6, Philippians 4 and 11 through 12, Hebrews 2 and 15, and Hebrews 4 and 16, Hebrews 11, 23 and 27. I usually don't do that, but y'all needed to hear that so you can't say, this is Pastor Wade's opinion. Listen, this is word. I'm trying to keep it in context for you. This is also about the test of faith and thinking about both the disciples and, and what we face. First, they were given a problem that humanly could not be solved, uh, how to feed a multitude of people with no resources or means. We face a multitude of decisions each day. Here, they were going from being overly busy and popular to being alone and in dire danger. Understand this likewise. We have ups and we have downs in our perception of faith. Next, understand this. They faced a major decision. 
would they commit to him or follow the noise of the crowd? Listen, listen. You know, right now, everybody following the noise of the crowd. If I hear one more entertainer, actor, uh, athlete, uh, or somebody and try to influence people and don't know exactly what they're talking about, I may scream right now because we look up to these people and we think they know more and all they got is more money. That's it. They've done no research, but I respect Ice Cube. Ice Cube is one of the many few uh, during this time, because I told you it's election day, that has actually researched, studied, talked to both sides, and then basically said neither one of them are worth anything because they're not helping the black community nowhere, no how. I'm just saying, I respect that because at least he made the effort. Some people are just doing it because, oh, well, we black or we brown or beige and we just democratic. Uh, stop it. You've done no research. And do you know that black, brown, beige people uh, historically have been Republicans? I'm just saying. Also, if you're a person of means and of money, you want, quote unquote, the Republican Party, because that affects if the Democrats affect your finances. You'll make more money with the Republican Party um, if, if, if you're into that thing. But if you want to do your research, that is historical. So if you don't care about your money, fine, go Democratic. But either way, as I tell you always, they both serve the same master. Understand this. Jesus' question gave them was, why did you doubt? And God is asking everybody in this moment, especially the church, why did you doubt? Why? Some people saying, we're not doubting. Well, well, I beg to differ. I'm sitting at a funeral and the bishop uh, got a mask on. He's up there by himself and talking in the mic, talking about hallelujah. And uh, this is the day, and you know I was upset about that. He wants to use my scripture. This is the day that the Lord has made. And he says, shout hallelujah. And I'm like, through the mask, are you serious right now, bishop? This is what we're doing? If, you, if that is not the epitome of why did you doubt, that is right there. And I was like, oh, no, I took my mask. Come on, y'all, you know, I was sitting there. I took my mask off. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I'm not going to sit up here and we're going to give worship to God. We're going to tell God, let's commune with us. And we're doing this in faith. And I got a mask on over my greatest weapon, my mouth. Because that's where confession happens. That's where praise happens. That's where a lot of stuff happens is through your mouth. But I know some people say, hey, God can hear you through the mask. Well, praise the Lord for that. You keep, you'll do that. I like to think if I perish, I perish. And if I'm in the presence of the Lord and I'm asking to commune with him, I'll trust him. Not a mask that on every package it says it does not prevent, stop, anything. <laughs> Without question. But I digress. I'm in so much trouble, but we're, gonna, we're about to close up here with this conversation. Then Jesus reached out his hand after he said, why did you doubt? And then they were willing to uh, take him. Once the fears were gone, the disciples were willing to look to and trust in Jesus. This must be a beacon for us so we will understand that we need to do away with our fears and frustrations and allow more room for Jesus in our boat of life. This is a necessary step of faith that is easy to do when we can see. However, we usually cannot be in a storm. We cannot wait until it clears up. We have to step out and obey his precepts, regardless of the weather or what others say. Do not let doubts and fears adjoin to the storm. See Jesus cut across the storm so you can see his hand. We must obey with joy. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to stop right there. 
that just, hey, that preaches itself. Thank you for joining in. I hope you enjoyed the time as much as I did. Uh, thank you for uh, being uh, coming into episode five, How to Apply Your Faith. I thank all of you for your support and responses. New episode will release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding and then practice implementing what you have learned. Remember, faith without works is dead. Apply these tools to take your faith to a whole nother level. Special thanks to my man, KC. Uh, I'm doing a uh, dance for him, KC uh, uh, at I Am Music Group. Man, love you, bro. Uh, and listen, they done so much uh, for this show, you guys. Uh, Kevin and and also uh, his wife G, uh, also Erica Duff, who's also does the artwork. Also, I want to give a shout out to the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncospo Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Alex Teamer, aka Team, love you, bro. For the baseline, my pastor, I love you too, bro. Uh, pastor Warren Campbell and Lena Bird Miles for this is the intro. She does an amazing job uh, with that song. I don't. This show could not be what it is without that intro thank you so much and get up mornings with erica campbell my first lady uh, lady erica love you also a special shout out to my california worship center family in north hollywood remember to subscribe to this is a day on whatever podcast platform you use you can also follow me on facebook instagram or twitter at real pastor wade and wade is spelled w-a-i-d remember to post any subject titles you would like discussed on this is a day facebook page or feedback on my facebook or instagram stories of what you thought about the conversation always remember god believes in you and so do i till next time this is the day this is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.